Welcome to Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Today is Hometown Heroes, and we highlight individuals who do things to create to benefit humanity. They do things because they've experienced obstacles in their life and they want to reach out and help others that are dealing with similar Hello, sorry, I had just got cut off. I'm having a little slight technical difficulties with electronics. How are oh, you today? Hi. I am fine. How about you? Oh, it's a Monday. What can go wrong exactly. goes wrong, but that's okay. So well, we hopefully look at it as right. I had no idea it's a phone call and I'm trying to get into it and I said, God, is this a uh, video? Is it wet? And I said, Oh, this is a call. Okay. So there we are. It is a call. This is live talk radio. And so that's the best part is there's so many things that can go wrong, go wrong, which is okay. Amen. (laughs) And that's part of, you know, live shows. But, you know, um, this hometown here, I was in when I was doing the introduction before my system cut me out hello hello can you hear me you got you just came back you were gone yeah hang on there we go uh, we are having slight difficulties today it happens um so hometown heroes is all about highlighting individuals who want to help others they have this uh-huh. gift and they want to share it. And we salute those who are trying to make the world a better place. Correct. And we have a, a guest who struggled in life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to butcher your name. I'm warning you now because I butcher everybody's name. 
Sorry. And she has taken can... all those. I'm. Am I still cutting out? Yeah, you just came back again. All right, hang on one second. All right, is that better? Yes. All right, so I had to switch, taking my ear, my earphones out or what's causing the issue today. So you have taken the struggle of life, and you have turned around and created a business but it, and a way of helping others through the obstacles oh. of a soul path. And what's really cool for me and a lot of our listeners on our show is a lot of us are veterans. Uh-huh. And so we deal with trauma and pain on a daily basis. And we have a lot of us ran into the military because we struggle with things at home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we understand what you, what you went through. A lot of us have. And so I'd love to welcome Bari. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, ma'am. All right. I didn't butcher it. I'm getting better. No. (laughs) And let's talk about you and how you created this and what you created. Um, Thank you for having me, first of all. Happy Monday to everybody. Um, It's always nice to start it with just the word happy. It brings happiness, I believe. And... um, Yes, life has not been all that wonderful and very kind and nice to me, but that's fine. I I made the most out of it. Uh, I am who I am because of all the difficulties. I don't know where will I go without it. I uh, I was born and raised in Iran, and um, to pursue my happiness and my freedom at the age of 21, I left Iran and I went to England thinking that, wow, it's blossoming, life's perfect now, no more harassment, no more problem, I'm gone, and little that that I knew it was the onset of a catastrophe and the difficulties in life, and um, again, I wouldn't change a thing of it if I could, thank God for all of it, and uh, being that Iranian, young Iranian girl, 21 years old, not speaking a word of English, going to England, and... um, learning about life in the most difficult way, especially at that time, 1978, when I left Iran, that um, everything was going wrong in Iran, and um, the mullahs took over. So wherever we were as an Iranian person, we were being looked at very, very poorly, and a ton of humiliation, a ton of disrespect, and... um, all of that agony caused me to have to create. I mean, I I came up. I was diagnosed at the age of 27, I think it was. I was diagnosed in England with fibromyalgia, um, a very debilitating disease, if you allow it. And um, learning how to fight all of that and not taking it any note that I got, I didn't take it as an answer, and becoming my own best advocate and fighting through difficulties, leaving Iran, um, England, then uh, actually get, getting married, getting divorced, and then leaving England, coming to America 32 years ago in December, and uh, even more difficulty and animosity against us, and um, 
uh, car accidents, all of that, um, it got me to learn from all of these difficulties and make me to become <laughs> a very strong, powerful fitness trainer slash transformational relationship coach. So every step of the way of difficulties, divorce, rejection, um, sicknesses, car accidents, all of that that I went through with my friend and the result of my driving and the car accident, um, she went brain dead. And um, then when I, it was when I was diagnosed by UCLA that I was ADHD and I had no idea what that was. And I just knew that I was always suffering and I was being put down because of how I was. Then I realized, oh, that was what it was, ADHD. And um, finding out what ADHD is and how life can be miserable and difficult and how much you have to fight it and find the gift in it has gotten me to be where I am today. That's what it is. And that's who I am today. And here we are today talking about the effect of ADHD, uh, what you do with it, how do you deal with it, uh, fibromyalgia at the same time for a person of ADHD that is very difficult for us to sit still and rest. That's another agony. And then having problem with Hashimoto, uh, that's another autoimmune disease and with my thyroid. It was like one after the other one, always. But it's a matter of a choice. Life is always about the choices we make. So do I want to choose to be a victim of all this that I've been through, or do you want to learn from it and be a shoulder for somebody else to lean on and say it could have been worse, so just appreciate your life? And that's where I am today. You have overcome so many challenges. And you came from a world that, you know, people talk about it, not fully understanding it, that women were there to look pretty in a sense. They were there just to be there. They weren't given freedom. No, no, no. Women, the time that I was raised in Iran the first 20 years, it was um, women lived exactly like how they do today here. There was freedom. They worked. They had the biggest titles. The um, Minister of Education in Iran um, was um, a woman. Iranian women had a ton of jobs. We had so many lawyers, doctors, engineers, so many high rank um, of education and titles. They were Iranian growing up for me the first 20 years. But in my house, there was no freedom. In the household that I was born and raised, there were no freedom. And I wanted to run away from my family. Otherwise, Iranians were very much uh, respecting the women and with their job before the revolution took place uh, when was it, 1979, six months or five months after I left Iran. All that you see about Iran and all that happened after I left Iran. So I never saw any of that. But I ended up being the victim of 
what had happened in Iran here in the West, particularly in America. So we were being disrespected massively having come from Iran. So the trauma started in America, really, England and America. You know, you, that brings up a really good point. You know, we're supposed to be the land of the free, but the minute we hear something bad about a person that belongs to a particular ethnic group or a particular part of the country or a particular area, we automatically close our minds and we go after everybody. Yes. And we put them all in one tunnel vision. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And, oh, my God, I cannot tell you how much I heard America is a free country, everybody is from somewhere, you would be coming here, you're welcome. I was more free and comfortable in Britain than I was in America. And I never realized how racist this country is, how uneducated people are about the rest of the world, how much they live in dim, and how much the education in this country is so poor that people do not know It is what is going on. And it's really sad when you look at it that way. You know, we don't, a lot of us who never leave our little bubbles never understand that. And that's the sad part about it. You know, our education system is very, we basically train our children to follow what we call the American dream, which is to go to school, learn your ABCs and one, two, threes, get a job, Mm -hmm. live in your little bubble. And we're now just starting to progress enough to where, and it's sad because really we're centuries behind everybody else with creativity. 100%. Yes. For the person like me who lived in three continents in 60 years of my life, 66 years of my life, and I have been around the world so much, I cannot believe how uneducated this country is and how much more they emphasize on their kids not become worldly and more educated. That's very, very sad. It is. Mm -hmm. And we settle. You know, there's a a meme that was going out um, because I watch a lot of like Korean and Japanese TV just because I'm so tired of the garbage on American TV. But, you know, there was a meme coming out about the American culture, and it wasn't wrong. You know, the world, different cultures, you know, they get the kids in school get an A over there, right. and they're like, what, an A plus? What, why didn't I get an A plus? And they push themselves. And here, we settle for C's. It's okay. That's right. And we're, we're raising right. them to be mediocre because we're not challenging them. We're not teaching them perseverance. We're more worried about oh, well, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It was a short something on, um, it must have been on Instagram, TikTok, I don't know, and Tom Hanks played it. They asked him 
does he know about this Tulsanian um, war or something that happened in Tulsa? And he goes, no, when did it happen? And it happened uh, uh, just before he was born or something like this. And then he goes, wait a minute, he went to college. And uh, people that they are from Tulsa, they said they don't know about it. He goes, why don't we know about it? I was born and raised in this country. I paid so much money for my education and blah, blah. And how come we don't know about it? And then when you were born and raised in Iran, we knew about every hole in the world in Somalia, in America. I knew how many uh, continents are, how many states are in America. I knew everything about America. And when I came to America, Americans, had, they only knew, oh, the Persians, are they're the savages. And Iranians are far from being savages. If you see demonstration, demonstration promotes that kind of a mentality. What happened outside of the White House a few years ago, uh, that was also, that was savage too in the heart of Washington, D.C. It's not a matter of who's right and wrong. What they did attacking the way they did the White House, doesn't matter who was in the White House. It was barbarian. So that's all over the world. It's not just in Iran. And that's sad. And I am um, disappointed in me to have to continue living here when I can see we're not being looked up to and we're being looked down only because people are not willing to educate themselves. So no, that's what you we know, are. Isn't it sad? You know, the sad part is, is when you follow news outlets, like even overseas, a lot of them come from America. Yes. And it's 32 years I'm living in this country, and it's 32 years in this country we're trying to say, hey, people, learn one word, one single word, and it's called, the country is called Iran, not Iran. One word. It's not Iran, it's Iran. One single word, people make sure they stay in their lazy self and not want to learn to pronounce one word correctly. One. And I am expected to speak a fluent, proper English. How Mm -hmm. sad is that? It is. How sad. Yeah. And you get made fun of when you pronounce things wrong. All the time. All and then the you get, you know, what drives me nuts is when people don't think before they ask questions and they ask you the dumbest questions. And it's the American culture does it. Like yeah. you meet someone from a different country, like you, for instance, you, you'll get a series of dumb questions. It's like, do you think before you speak? Do you not have the common sense to understand <clears throat> yeah, do you know, do you know how many times I was asked if I was raised on camels and if I know how to do a camel ride? When the first time I saw camel in my life was in Israel in 2008 when I went to Israel. <laughs> you know, yeah. I ran, I'm going to pronounce it wrong just because I was raised a certain way. To learn to say it right. Yeah, you can fix it too. Is Iran. It's just like Italy, Iraq, Iran. That's it. You know, I keep saying that. I keep thinking I say it wrong and thinking it's Iran, but it's Iran. 
So I do no, say it in right. Iran, you don't say Italy, you say Italy, right? So the same Italy, Iran, Iraq. Just that's all. You know? No. Iran doesn't get the credit for being one of the world powers that it is. Yeah. And they're Exactly. But, you know, like heard all these different rumors about, you know, how they are so against, you know, the gays or the LGBT, whatever. And it's, yes, they're not and that's that. now, that's now within the last 45 years that they are, and shame on them. But this is the <coughs> current government. That doesn't make the country. It's just a government. I, as an Iranian person, my best friends are gays. I fight for the gay and the lesbian, and I coach gay and lesbian. And no one dares to say anything in front of me against them. But I am not the culture of Iran. I'm not the country of Iran. I'm not the government. And that is the government. Exactly. That only is what I'm saying. And at the peak of America, I've got news for you, in the churches, in the heart of America, is being taught how... I went to a church that I heard it. That's why I stopped going to church completely. And churches are being taught that if you're lesbian or gay, you, you have to ask for repentance or you will go to hell. Also, you're not allowed to come to church in the heart of America today. So Some churches. It's not just, yeah, 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 of course. You can never say all churches. I'm saying in churches. But... The church that believes in gays, gay and lesbian then is not accepted by other people that they are calling themselves. But my point is that that against gay and lesbian is also being promoted in this country today, sadly. It's more, and I believe the more we shove things down people's throats and have to make it it's an election year, so we're going to talk about this, this, and this to divide the people as much as we can. You know, like now it's all about, you know, not teaching genders and how, you know, what we can do to yeah. our kids. And I personally don't believe in it just because how do we teach a boy what a boy is and a girl what a girl is and expect, and we don't teach that to begin with. So how they know what they are when they don't exactly. have a basis of where to start. But we're shoving this so far down people's throats. Mm-hmm. And we're basically brainwashing our children into believing it. So you can be a dog if you want to. Yeah. It's, to yeah, me, it's insane. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, you're right. But, you know, I was looking for all this stuff overseas, and we're the only country doing it. <laughs> it's true. Very true. But you we know, cannot it, fix the country. We don't. We can't. You know, and that's the sad part about it all is that, you know, we are so brainwashed to believing certain things. And this is where, um, circling back into you, is that, you know, as an American culture, we are brainwashed into a victim mentality. 
And we're taught that if something bad happens, we have to blame everybody else for that bad thing. And we need medications and all these things just to deal with it. And we Mm -hmm. are never taught how to deal with it and move on from it, and it's okay. Yes. Yes, and that's what um, the world of coaching comes in, that it helps the world and people and the individuals to learn more about themselves. Now, you became a coach before COVID, before this whole bubble of everybody's a coach. Yeah, I've been a coach and a fitness trainer. Yeah, I've been a fitness trainer and a coach for the last 31, 30 years. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the coach and the coaching world got huge um, since the pandemic. Correct. And there's, you know, I stopped calling myself a coach just for that reason, because everybody is a coach now, and they're all, a lot of them are doing more harm than good, because they don't know what they're doing. They're taking a quick course, working from scripts and promising how they can fix you. And that's right. And that's why I always say, yes, certifications upon certifications is not going to teach you like the difficulties and challenges in life for the person to go through does. And uh, I have had really, I have my first certification was, in 20, what was that, 14 or 15 by Tony Robbins and Chloe Medanis. And then after that, I kept on getting many certifications. But no certification has taught me as much as the real life. That's why I say I have the biggest PhD that no one can take that away from me, and that's the PhD from the agony of life. And that is my trademark. That is so true. That's the difficulty that has gotten me to be where I am today. Now, how did you go from dealing with all this stuff to taking that into creating your own business to help others doing the same thing? I always loved to be in fitness. I was a very, very heavy girl, fat kid growing up due to all the sadness that I was going through life growing up. And then when I went to England, I was in fashion, actually. I worked in shops, and then I opened my own boutique in England, in London. But when I came to America, I thought, you know what? I don't want to be in fashion anymore. I want to do something different. And when I started working out in the gyms, and I thought it's so much more closer to my spirit to be in the gym than being in a fashion shop and a fashion show. So I just went to this health club and I said, I want to work here. And then you had to start working as a front desk. And as I was a front desk and they were not having teachers to teach classes. And I said, well, let me cover it. And I did it, and I became popular. It took many, 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 many years, of course. It wasn't like that over a night. But um, then I got to this martial arts gym, and then I started working out there. And then I said, I want to learn martial arts. So then 
I got hired by the big boss at that time, good old days. His name was Billy Blanks, this big black African-American man. And he had the Tybo going on many years ago. And I became his one of Tybo girls with the martial arts. And it was one thing led to another because I said, I want to do this, I want to do this. And then being from there, being his one of his martial arts, teachers and um, type of uh, instructors and uh, uh, trainers, then it expanded into yoga and the Pilates and uh, the water aerobic, and it was like, it, it was expansion after expansion after expansion, and it was when people were, you know, they seeing me regularly talking to me about problems, and I was just saying, like, you guys don't even know what problem is. And the coaching started in it, and it, one thing led to another, and there we are, 32 years later. That is really cool because, you know, um, Billy Blanks is actually one of the workout videos I ever I started doing back when I was uh-huh. in the military. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his camp stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. I we did so many things with the military. We went. I don't know where was it. If I remember, but somewhere close to San Francisco. I don't remember when it was. I was in my forties, and I'm now sixty-six. Is that far away? That I went there with three thousand U.S. soldiers, and it was after nine um, eleven, uh, and. Uh, um, yeah, we were like lifting them up, and Billy screamed up there and to all the soldiers, "Because do you see this girl? She is from Iran, and you guys can then look what she's sweating for you guys to work out. Don't look at everybody with the same eye. If you see somebody's Iranian, don't attack them, love them, and let them show you the truth of them, who they are. And that day was maybe the only day that um, the U.S. soldiers came. They all wanted to hug me and thank me. And that was the only time that I felt loved by the American society, really. That was the only time. So, yeah, I I did all of that. Pardon? That's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. But my spirit is bigger than that because I'm not seeking people's love. I'm seeking God's love through my job, through my being a service. You know, I'm not taking that against anyone because then I've taken it against myself. That's the spirit that in me that it grows from all the animosity. And that's what I say to everyone. You cannot take the agony of life in and become more of an angry and a revengeful person. Find the gift in it. Find the diamond in it. Find the gold in it and turn things around. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Um, coming up November 13th uh-huh. is International World Kindness Day. We would yeah. love for you. It's going to be a special two-hour show. I'd love for you to come back on. We have. Mm-hmm. It's going to be co-hosted by two individuals. Um, one is going to be Captain Len Kane. <laughs> he was in the U.S. Navy, and he created 
International Kindness Campaign, which is doing acts of kindness as an adult. Mm -hmm. And co-created, my daughter took that program, and she created her own program called the Kindness Club. And it's a program for children to stop bullying. And we have got it in some of our schools. And she created this program because she is special. She is autistic. And so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of kids make fun of her because she doesn't always understand or has a lot of feelings and doesn't know how to deal with them yet. She's learning. But she wanted a program she could be in in her own school, and so she created one. And it's all about, one, doing acts of kindness, but two, also Mom put a twist on it for mental health and helping people understand, especially kids, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have a bad day. You know, when it comes to bullying, finding out what's wrong at home or what's going on with these kids, because usually when they're lashing out, there's something more going on. Correct. And we're going to, for that day, have a special show just highlighting individuals that experience this, spread this, do this. And showing individuals that it is the 13th of November. It's the day after Veterans Day or the Monday after Veterans Day. I will send you an email invite. Okay, that'd be nice. When we get closer to the date. I love to help the autistic and the ADHD kids, being the ADHD person myself. And to this minute, as I speak to you, I suffer from it. I have a massive attention deficiency disorder. And uh, to this day, I get told off and I pay the price for it. But it's an it's an agony in me that it will always be with me. And... Um, I have worked on it massively, but I still, it would never go away. But you just have to acknowledge it and recognize it and, and deal with it. But that's why I love to help the autistic kids and uh, um, the ADHD for sure. You know, I created a program. I work, that's what I do, is I work with two different demographics. I work with families with kids with special needs, the ADHDs, the um, autism kids, because both my kids are autistic, and my daughter's got severe ADHD, and she's mm-hmm. learning how to deal with it without medication. She's learning how to mm-hmm. use different tools to help her, because we don't, if it's not a medical issue, you don't need a medication for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a here, of, uh, yes, absolutely. It's you know, a lot of activity, lot of healthy eating, and uh, all of that, that it really incorporates with um, controlling the ADHD and in ADHD. I mean, uh, autism and ADHD. Yeah, they go hand in hand. And the sad part is, is that our school systems are designed to take these kids who have the problems and hold and I had a parent argue with me about this one and hold them to a higher standard compared yeah. to regular kids. And they're like, no, 
we let them go. And I go, really? Because, you know, you look at an IEP or you look at, you know, their education level. This kid who knows they have issues, y'all know it, and they will act up, they're the ones that will get in trouble and separate it. But if a regular kid did the same thing, they're just told, no, go ahead, stop it, knock it off. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, especially when it comes to the world of autism, they are expected and trained to follow commands. Right. And they're not taught individualism. And it drives me crazy because we live in this world where they want them diagnosed at a very young age and they are put into these schools and I didn't do these, but they're put into these classes and schools where they're basically, and I have no better word to say in it, but brainwashed into just following orders. Correct. Yeah, I I totally understand you. It's like this is a whole group of generation of kids that we are now just screwed up because they're only taught how to think and do what you tell them to do. When these kids are so smart, and it's a problem. They're geniuses. I I think they're geniuses. They are. Yeah. Mine are. They have figured out ways to manipulate you on a whole new level that you're not prepared for at a very young age. Yeah. Oh, well, my exactly. son's seven, and he's at the intellectual level of a 12, 13-year-old, but the emotional level of a four-year-old. And he'll go up to dad, yeah. and he'll go, dad, psychology doesn't work on me, so don't even bother. I understand it. I know how it works. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's all mom's oh. fault. It really is. And I'll take the blame yeah. for it. He'd come and lay with me when he was little, and I thought he was asleep, but he wasn't. So I'm getting my certifications, and because I, when my kids were diagnosed, I had no idea what it was, and so I had to research to figure out because I went through that where they were diagnosed, and I just got out of the military, and I'm going back through my deployments, my stations, my places. And trying to figure out what I did wrong. Was it this shot? Was it, you know, being here dealing with this? Or, you know, what did I do to screw myself up to screw up my kids? Wow. Yeah, it's hard. And so as I'm learning about it and training it, you know, and getting certifications and understanding how the brain works and how the wiring works and trying to figure out how to fix the wiring and rewire everything, you know, he's listening to all this and he's absorbing it all. And I'm like, oh, no. A couple years later, it all starts coming out when he becomes verbal. I'm like, oh, we're screwed. Wow. Yep. Well, let's hope for future. The future is now bright in so many people's lives. It should be bright. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly that. Horses. Horses. Um, so, how do people get a hold of you? Horses. If they Horses. are, you hear my son in the background. Horses. Horses. Yeah. <laughs> people, they can. They always welcome to go to my website. It's www. Another w. <laughs> Fari Transformation, F.S. Frank, A-R-I, uh, is, the, is my name, Fari Transformation, one word, no space, dot com. So www.faritransformation.com, or they can always um, email me at fari, at fari Transformation. I am on Instagram, Fire Transformation. I am on Facebook, Fire Transformation, LinkedIn, Fire Transformation. Everywhere I am, Fire Transformation. And um, really, the easiest is my website, www.faritransformation.com. Right. So in the link. In the description of the show today will be the link to her website. <coughs> All right. Yes, so and there will can... be a freebie. There will be a freebie in there. It's a PDF. They can get that. And once they get that, they uh, there are short three videos um, that they can watch that as well, only about like two, three minutes. And, um, yeah, and they, if they get, um, once they leave their email address, I think it offers them about 30 minutes of a free coaching with me. Wow. And I'm looking at your website right now. And oh. your prices are affordable. Thank you. Because because I want to help, you know. Um, yeah. There's so many coaches out there today that their prices are just outrageous. Yeah, I, I I'm all about help, and of course I need to get help financially, but I don't want to be a ripoff because I just want to attract more and uh, I'm about to um, organize a um, group coaching as well and uh, the group coaching will be super affordable for three months group coaching and it's three sessions a month so it's like every 10 days there's a um, you know session that we're going to have in a group coaching and if anybody's interested about the group coaching, they can email me or contact me through my website, and um, they can enroll for the group coaching, and it will be marvelous. It would be incredibly effective and helpful. And um, uh, let the burden go and uh, welcome the new you is the name of it. I love that. Because that is the yeah. biggest thing you got to do to take that step forward is letting go. But it's also the yeah. hardest thing you can do yeah, in your life. 
Yeah, and my my whole question is when people say it's hard, I said, point out one thing that is easy in life, just one thing. Nothing is easy in life. Nothing. We didn't come to have an easy life. We thought so. But I don't think God created anything as easy. <laughs> it's all of a hard work. So this is hard. Everything is hard. You know, and um, but we're not going for easy. We're not going for effortless. We're going for something enjoyable, enjoyable and tangible. We're going for changing lives. We're going to becoming something better. We're going to be to learn that they come to my group coaching because they want to learn to be a better person in their lives and others around them. So nothing is easy. You see. What would you recommend as the first step to letting go? Go in front of the mirror and tell yourself every agony that you went in life through and whatever happened to you and say, I salute you and I love you for you to be here in this moment. And write it down as well. These are great sources. And the other one is that I love to corporate breathing and some kind of a workout, walking outside, swimming, bicycle, whatever is available for anyone. And throughout your workout, you are constantly, constantly congratulating yourself for being where you are and where you're not there anymore. That's the best thing to do. I remember myself when I was leaving Iran. I remember myself when I was leaving England. I was remembering myself when I went through my first divorce. I remember when I was rejected many, many times, many, many times I was rejected in life in many different ways. And I learned that rejection is redirection. And all of that came through massive heartache. But I wouldn't have learned it any other way. I absolutely love that. I'm going to have to steal that. Yeah. I will constantly say it to everybody. Rejection is a redirection. Rejection is not for you. You're such a bad person. Go die. Go to hell. Rejection means this is not a good way. Now let's redirect you. Rejection is protection. So let's protect you. That's why I want to offer that group coaching that normally when I offer it for like when I was doing the group coaching, it was like $3,000 a person. But now for the nine months, I'm just trying this beta and I'm offering it for 600 for three months. And it's all going to be on Zoom live and you have me nine times total of one hour and um, three times a month for three months. So... It's a lot of learning to do, unlearning to do, to do the, to be prepared to relearn. And that's the first and the hardest step is relearning and letting go of the old habits. Well, the the hardest step and step is to unlearn all that you've got it in your head. You've got to let go, and that unlearning is the most difficult. You have to cleanse. It's like when you're moving out of your house, you have to move absolutely 
everything. Not one piece can be left. Everything has to be removed. So unlearning is not going to be pain-free. But is it doable? 100%. Is it enjoyable? 100%. And then the relearning offered, it's a piece of cake. But the unlearning, we're so programmed to stick to everything that we decided from whatever that we went through. So that, all that, is difficult to let go. And unlearning, unlearning, unlearning. That's that's a journey of its own. And it's even harder here because we're so brainwashed into this victim mentality where we have we're trained and taught and seen all the time how to hold on to that and blame everybody else. And so I've just you know Correct. Yes, exactly. But that's why I said the unlearning is the most difficult one. That is like they're taking a piece of your flesh off of you. It's been with you for so long. And you're just saying, how dare you? No, I want to hold on to it. And I'm saying, no, you don't. Because there is no growth in it. Let's redo you, relearn everything. And I only say it so boldly because I did it. Not just with me, with so many, many, many clients in 30 years. So, that's what it is. It is. And that's the sad part about it is, you know, I like to describe it as when, to going through all that trauma, all that bad experiences. It's like watching a movie. You've lived it. you survived it. You've seen it. Correct. Now put it on the shelf and put it away. Get rid of it. You, it's great. Get there you go. I mean, that, why, I, why I just always think of people that said, when you look at somebody that is a holder, you don't want to get close to them. You just say, oh, my God, no, I can't go there anymore. And yet we are all holders of our own crap in life. So stop being a hoarder. Get rid of it. Free yourself from it. Being a hoarder hasn't served anyone. Stop being one. That's a Very good simple. way of putting it. Because we are. We are hoarders of our own mental health. Yeah. We grasp onto everything. And we may not even realize we're doing it, but we grasp onto everything and hold it and store it. And it's, you know, we do it in relationships, especially with our spouses. You know, we'll screw up or they'll screw up and we turn around and we hold it and we use it to throw it back at them months or years down the road. Yeah, and how has it helped? Nothing. Never. Got nothing out of it. You just end up in the same fight you had two years ago. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. 100%. You know, I'm guilty of it. I do it. We all do. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We all do. We all do a perfect job. So tunnel vision into our world. Yeah. And then just getting that here's a moment where it just, that pops in your head, that comes out your mouth. Yes. Exactly that. (laughs) Well said. 
I always say the filter's broken. But you can always change the filter. That's it. And you that, change the filter in a car. You change the engine in a car. You change everything on anything so that that means it's doable on you and I as well. And that's what I'm working on right now is not letting that filter get clogged and just, you know, I've developed a saying in our house, just walk away. That's right. The best thing you can do is to just walk away. And just, you don't always have to have the last word. Well, think about it. When you did have the last word, where did it take you? What did you get out of it? How successful were you in it? And it only shows you, you don't have to even have a last word. It's a lot of ego in there. That, that's like, that's not, that takes you to a different world of uh, checking yourself out. Is just that all that ego and what's behind ego except fear. I love what, when uh, I heard that years ago, ego, exactly like how it's written, E-G-O, is edging God out. And then you're living a life of a misery. Some people don't believe in God. Okay, fine. How happy are you? Say it, universe, whatever you want to call it. Whatever gives you the satisfaction. That's playing with words. That doesn't... That is not a standing on a very solid ground, you know. But edging God out leaves you empty, lonely, angry, and frustrated only all the time. Honestly. So there we are. I love that. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, that's the sad part about it is that, you know, we need people like you to oh thank you show us different things out there there is only so much we can do but people need to be um ready for it and they need to reach out for us so we can help because if we say more than what we say then it will be like you're interfering so it all has to come from the individual, how much they want to learn and how much they're willing to get involved with it and be committed. It, it needs a massive commitment on wanting to unlearn and relearn. It's not going to come with just a clip of a finger, you know. It takes a ton of work. ton of work. And nothing worthwhile having in life comes easy. Yeah. Exactly. And the more you work at it, the more, you know, I like to always talk about, like, in the terms of boot camp. It's the hardest thing yet. 
someone will ever do going through, you know, military boot camp. And when you're doing those mile marks and mile tracks, when you're done, you have that sense of what did you just accomplish? And it's so rewarding right. afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yes. <clears throat> I am like having a good and not. Exactly. As much as I love talking to you, I have another call coming through at in a second. I have today is like calls one after the other one. It was a pleasure talking to you and I would love to help your audience and if they want to reach out I'd be more than happy to help anyone who wants to actually let go of so we are almost out of time today thank you Ari for coming today and she is part of she created the organization which is also in our links in the description for the show at Fari Transformation And with any luck, she will be back on World Kindness Day. She's all about helping you transform your life, overcoming and removing those pains of life that you've experienced in the past and letting them go and starting fresh. Join us again tonight at 8 p.m., Rising to the Majors with our host, Gavin Johns. See you later. Thanks for joining us today. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, my dear. Thank you for having me. Blessings.